the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Get ready, folks, because it's time for some good news that you can use. And today, I have a very, very good friend of mine from the West Coast. That is the West Coast of the United States. And uh, he is uh, from out there from California, as some people say. <laughs> but anyway, my, my, my friend, his name is Tom Henschel, and he is a very, very influential executive coach. That's one of that's his main business. And uh, also, uh, uh, he does a lot of pro bono work, which is what, you know, we want to kind of get into. Not just uh, we don't want to forget about the executive coaching, but we also want to talk about the things that Tom does in the community, that his way of giving back. So he's not a guy that just does extremely well with ex- with executive coaching. And he does, by the way, but he finds time to give back to the community. So let's talk to Tom about that. So, and let's just bring him in with a hearty, hearty welcome from Extreme Carolina. Uh, Tom, come on in here, brother. Thanks, it's really good to be here, Michael. Thank you so much. Well, it's our pleasure. And I tell you what, let's just dive right into it. Let's don't wait time. Now, you say, or you are, an executive coach, but what people don't realize is that this is your second career. <laughs> this is my second career. I, um, yeah, yeah. I was a professional actor from the time I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I did a lot of theater and a lot of television and uh, I was in show business as an actor until I was in my forties. So yeah, wow. this is my second career. <laughs> well, now, let me ask you this, Tom. Being that this is your second career, what caused you? You were in acting for a long time. So what mm-hmm. caused you to, to turn around and look and say, hey, I like what's going on there. I like what they're doing. Maybe I can do that. What, what was the reason for doing that? You know, a- acting is a really hard business. It, show mm-hmm. business is hard. It is not friendly. It doesn't make you feel very good about yourself. So it was always a difficult, uh, it was a difficult career. And mm-hmm. I could see at a certain point that it was not going to sustain my family. It wasn't going to sustain me. And I didn't want to be a 60-year-old guy struggling for two lines on a soap opera. Oh, I saw those people and I didn't want to be that guy. So I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do something different. And it was really mm-hmm. sad for me. It was really, Michael, it was heartbreaking for me. I first said I wanted to be an actor when I was 10 years old. I was a little Jewish kid outside of Chicago. And that's not, <laughs> yeah. what, that's not what was happening in the suburbs in those days. So the fact that right. I, and like 20 years later, I actually was an actor. And I was nice. making a living at it. You know, that was a big deal. And to have to give that up, oh, it was heartbreaking. I bet it was. I bet it was. And so, but you look down the road 
which is probably a little bit of what you do in your uh, profession now of executive coaching. We have people to really look at themselves and mm-hmm. uh, they say, hey, what it is you want to be? Where is it you want to be? So you looked at that self, turned that mirror around on you, on Tom Hensley and said, I'm, you know what? So how did executive coaching come about? I know you were looking for another career, but how did executive coaching <laughs> say, aha, that's it. That's the one for me. Well, yeah, it, it was a bit of an accident, but not. So it, it, here's the thread. Even when I was an actor, I taught, I taught other Mm -hmm. actors. Sometimes I taught college courses. I, I, I've always loved to teach. So when I thought, Oh, I'm not going to be an actor anymore. I thought I would just teach. Uh, and I really didn't like academia. I went and taught at a college a little bit and really was very unhappy. And then I found this thing called corporate coaching that I literally, Michael, I didn't know it even existed. I didn't know there was such a thing as corporate coaching, um, corporate training right. rather. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that happened. And I started as a presentation skills coach mm-hmm. and literally on my very first job said, could you help one of our division presidents? And I, yeah, sure. I don't mm-hmm. Happy to. And, <laughs> and that was coaching. And I didn't even know it. That was coaching. So I kind of fell into it. And I've been doing it a long time. It's been fun. It's been really fun. Yes. Really, really fun. <laughs> Not only fun. Uh, how about a little bit of profitability in there? <laughs> yes. You know, it's. can I just say, I yeah. thought at one point that I would um, teach actors. I thought to myself, you know, I love actors, but they're always broke. They're never going to be able to pay me as a teacher. And I thought, you know, I would rather, uh, you know, use my same skills where there's money and there's money, mm-hmm. frankly, in business. There is. Yes. I mean, there's yes. people have budgets in business and they can pay you and it's all good. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's not a hard decision to make, you know, if you're <laughs> at, at, your, at the end of your career. So you're thinking, hmm, before I get there, I want to make sure I can live on past that. And uh, so. and it, it allows me to do, frankly, it allows me to do my pro bono work. Right. So it's all in yes. balance. Yeah, it's all good. As a matter of fact, Thank you. Great segue, Tom, because we want to go right into your pro bono and the things that you're doing when you're away from your day job and that you're giving back to the community. Can you share some of that with us, Tom, that you're doing? Sure. I have a lot. Um, I'll give you three that's kind of small, medium, and large. Um, You know, a small thing that I'm doing is I'm in a mentor program here in It's based here in Hollywood, but it's global for women in animation. So it's women who are in the animation business, which is very difficult for women. It's really stacked against women. Well, women are starting to band together to help each other. And I'm part of the mentor program in that. So it's a pro bono uh, program that is really, um, man, it's beautifully structured, but it'll be for about I don't know, six months, and then it'll be over. That'll be that. Hmm. Yay. Good. That's small. Okay. That's the small. The medium is uh, I do pro bono coaching with this group called the Coaching Fellowship. They are uh, based in Canada. They're global. They help women between 25 and 35 who are Mm -hmm. leaders in the nonprofit sector, and they give them coaches for free. And 
And I have been coaching women in the coaching fellowship for probably six years, and it is the most fantastic work. I have met amazing women. Oh, my gosh. It's been great. And then the mm-hmm. big project that I have is I'm the board chair at a private progressive school here in Van Nuys, California. And it is the most challenging work I've ever done. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I don't want to let you off the hook with just saying you're the chair of this organization. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to have to give us a little bit more than that <laughs> about that organization. Well, so it's a it's a small progressive education school. So it's a private school in a low rent neighborhood in Van Nuys. Diversity has been in its mission for 40 years. And those of us who have had children go through it. Well, I'll just talk about my daughter. Okay. My daughter went through this school from kindergarten to sixth grade, and it okay. changed her life. I saw it change her life. I will forever be grateful to this school for what it gave my daughter. And my daughter has turned into the most unique, unusual, fantastic, joyful human being. And I think a lot of it comes from that school. So I am happy to give back to this school, Michael. My heart is in Mm -hmm. this school and all of us on the board of trustees. It's a nonprofit organization, right? So we are trustees of the organization. Mm -hmm. All of us have had children in that school and all of us are working with our hearts. We are also devoted to the mission of this school. It is an amazing place. You're listening to Extreme Carolina on 95.1. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Tar Heel Basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in Extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear that, uh, Tom. Uh, I, myself, also am on a uh, nonprofit board that uh, it it's a Jackie Ward Foundation, and it's the Arts in education, and oh. we and we have underserved kids, and it is so amazing. The arts and the education, man, I tell you, you get to get into that, and you get to help them. You get to see those eyes, those eyes light up when they have that aha, I got it moment. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's a great way to give. So I understand what you're saying about uh, giving back to that school, even though you have a kid in it. I mean, I think you'd be good at it if you didn't have one or went through it. Well, it's, it's easier to lead with my heart because of my child's experience. Right. But you're right. Um, Mm -hmm. There are people from outside the community who help us and it's, yeah. Listen, I, I love hearing your story about, kids and the arts. I mean, all this, I don't know. There's something to me about serving children, especially mm-hmm. in this moment in the world. Um, <sighs> yeah. It, it It's really meaningful work to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thrilled yes. to hear about yours. It's great. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. You may have us on your show or somebody, you know, may have me on the show, but that's another topic for another time. <laughs> but now, before I let you out of this loop that we in about the women you said that you give back to them and helping them to get up on their feet and to move forward with their lives. And what a lot of people may or may not know about you, Tom Henschel, is that in the beginning, you were mentored by a woman. And oh, yes. you were you were coached 
by a woman. So it's almost like natural or full circle coming back around for you to mentor and coach these women. Uh, yes, uh, everything you just said is true. Dr. Lois Frankel. Um, listen, I didn't really know what coaching was, and nobody really knew what coaching was when Lois figured it out. Lois was one right. of the first people to do corporate coaching. And she was, mm -hmm. and she looked, she met me and she looked at me and she went, I want you on my team. And I was like, yeah, sure. I don't know who you are, but like, <laughs> thanks for picking me. And, you know, <laughs> Lois go. and I have, have just loved each other ever since. And that was a long, long time ago. So, yes, Lois taught me how to coach. And mm -hmm. Lois taught me about women's issues because Lois, Lois looks at the world through feminist lenses that have been so helpful for me as a man. Mm -hmm. I coach more than 50% in the corporate sector. I coach more than 50% women. And mm -hmm. uh, and look, it the the playing field is not level. I'm glad that Lois has taught me how to think about these issues, so that I can be mm -hmm. helpful to women. And helping women has become really important to me. It's been really meaningful. Awesome, you know, and that is so cool because that's a way of giving back, and not just giving back, but you're right, and she was right. It's not a level playing field. No, it's by not. golly, she's doing a big job of making it be so for those folks that don't have, don't know it let me give her a shout out right here dr lois p frankel uh she is amazing she's written several books but the one that got her on the map and i'll tell everybody about it is nice girls don't get the corner office and it was widely recognized as mm -hmm. the definitive bit the definitive business bible for women it and, is. I mean, it was. It's amazing, and she's followed that up uh, sometimes later with "Nice Girls Don't Speak Up" or Stand "Right." Out. And so right. She is amazing. She's doing her part to make the field level, and so and I really like that. She she was on our show as well, and so we want to give kudos out to her. So we'll, people, stay tuned to Extreme Carolina. MichaelBorkman.com, and you'll be able to hear uh, Lois, Dr. Lois Frankel, as well as my guest today. And I'm getting back to him, Tom Hinchel. Now hey, that I did that, uh, Michael, can I do a little brag here? <laughs> sure, you in, can. Go ahead. In Lois's best-selling book, "Nice Girls Don't Get yeah. the Corner Office," right? I'm I am in that book. Mm. She references some of my tools in that book. So I just want to say I'm in there. Thank you, Lois. <laughs> yeah, Tom, you're in a lot of stuff. And uh, you because that was one of the one of the reasons that you came to my, to our attention, not to mention the fact that I had listened to you, some of your podcasts. But I also uh, had noticed that you were on quite a few other people's podcast yeah and uh which to me that that says a lot it's one thing to invite people to be on your podcast but when people invite you to be on their podcast that's a whole nother level right there so uh kudos to you my friend thank you interesting has been a joy in my life yeah it's been great. Well, fantastic. I tell you what, let's keep this interview moving because the guests that I have on the show, Tom, I like to get them uh, into another area so people can know a little bit more personally about you. And how do we sure. do that? Yeah, we ask questions about them. These are little softball questions, but they give us a peek behind the curtain on Tom. Come and on. Uh, first, the first thing we do is we ask this question right here. 
Tom, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Recently, I reread The Four Agreements. I was working with a client and she was saying something and I just said to her, have you ever read the book, The Four Agreements? And she was like, no, I've heard about it forever. And we read it together. (laughs) And I just Mm want to say it just, it's fantastic. It's amazing, simple, challenging. It's really wonderful. The Four Agreements. Fantastic. All right. We're going to keep that in the show notes. So for those folks that never heard about it, we'll have it in the show notes of this show, The Four Agreements, and we'll have the author's name in there, too. And I can't think right. of that right off the top. Don Carlos Ruiz. There you go. So, so according to Tom, that's the name. That's the author and the name of the book. And yeah. So and it's sharing that. Tom. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and again, I'm going to guess that a lot of your listeners may already know it. Um, it's been around mm-hmm. a long time and reading it again was a pleasure. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times when, when you read a book the second time, even the third time, that's a well written and a very good book. So. Uh, yeah. Ahead, yeah. And it draws me like a magnet, right? <laughs> Speaking of draws you as a magnet. Next question I got for you is this is really, really a good one. What's the best advice that you've ever received in your life? Hmm. Oh my God. I remember this so <laughs> clearly. I remember this so clearly. I remember everything about this moment. This woman looked at me and she looked at me and she said to me, Pain is inevitable. Mm. Suffering is a choice. Mm. <laughs> and, and in that moment, and by the way, this was some kind of harsh feedback for me because I was making my life very difficult. And she mm. was really saying to me, you are doing this to yourself and you can stop anytime you want. And I heard it so loud and clear, it changed my life. And um, yeah. Pain is inevitable. And it's true, right? I mean, bad things Mm -hmm. happen. Look, world, oh my God, we have so many bad things happening right now. It is so sad. It's inevitable. We cannot stop that. But suffering, suffering, Mm -hmm. like how you respond to it, that's a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the key, you know, based on what you said about the, the, the things that are happening in our life today. Uh, it's not that it's not happening or going to happen, but it's how we as a people or or as an individual, how do we respond to it? Because that's what makes it corporations. They do a little bit, but it's individuals that makes the things happen. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you. those Thank you, Tom, for that answer. That's a great, great answer to that question. Pain is inevitable, but you can choose. You do choose to suffer. And I've suffered enough, so I don't want you that no more. I don't want to do <laughs> yeah, do something else. Okay. Speaking of something I, else, let's. I'm sorry. You about to say something, Tom? No, I'm with you. Speaking of, speaking of something else. Yeah, speaking of something else, I want to go back to your coaching just a little, just a hair, just a little bit. And this sure. question concerns that. And that question is, what is your executive coaching method- methodology? Wow. Um, 
Listen, it starts by setting clear goals. If you want to change your professional life, if you want to change wherever you are in your work, you need to set clear goals. How is it going to get measured? So for me as an executive coach, where the company is paying for me to work with one of their leaders, because that's what mm -hmm. happens. It's it's a triangle, right? A company hires me and says, mm -hmm. we want this man or woman to change something. We we all need to get really clear on what those goals are. So my methodology always starts with getting clear goals. There you go. And that's a thing that's really in life, getting good clear goals. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that true? That mm -hmm. is so true. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you said that. And, yes, I agree. You can't get any change real Real traction around change without goals. Yeah. Mm. Man, I tell you what, this is going good. Man, but we're getting real close to being up against the clock. I we're know. Not, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay. We, you know, we, we'll come off of that one. We got one more that I would like to ask. And this one is really good. It gets right into the nitty gritty, right okay. down into your heart, your soul. And being a leader and an entrepreneur, or some of us, and as the people listening, they're leaders without a title. And that can be tough and exhausting at times. But along the way, leaders often experience trials, rough spots, and sticky points that have the potential to derail that vision. If you don't have that goal set right there and you know what you're going for every day, you can get derailed by what we like to call valley moments. And these valley moments happen to every single human being on the planet. So if you can briefly share with us a time that you were in a valley moment and how did you, how did it feel to you and what did you do to come up out of it? Wow. So a uh, valley moment for me was uh, when I was new in the, on the board and I got some really tough feedback. Um, mm -hmm. And I really had to decide if I was going to take it personally and kind of be upset about it, or if I was going to understand where it was coming from, which is everybody just wanted the, the place to be better, and it was really bigger than me. It was hard to get out of that valley moment, but uh, yeah, I decided not to take it personally. Mm. So you had to back up and not panic. And first thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Well, Michael. <laughs> well, I could just see you. I mean, you're the kind of guy that you've been through a lot in your life with the acting and the thing you learn to pause by being an actor. You, you've learned that over the years. Don't react too quick. Slow down, Tom. You know, you know, let's it, think about this. And then you came up with some good sound advice for yourself. Fantastic, mm. man. Uh, you know, and I hate to be saying your words for you, but that's what I hear. <laughs> I see. It's great. Well done. And, and I tell you what, we are so, so up against this clock, man. I have got to shut this off. But uh, I tell you what, Tom, I mean, we got some more questions to ask. How about if we invite you to come back and be on the show later on down the line? Is that possible? Oh, my pleasure. Okay. Of so course. You've enjoyed being of course, here. of course. <laughs> yes, indeed. I like talking to you, Michael. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. And, and, the mutual, and it is a mutual agreeable thing. I, I enjoy talking to you as well. So what we'll do is say thank you for being on the show today. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, But now, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Tom that are passionate, purpose-driven, 
and making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. And now, to end the show with a quote of the week, drum roll, it really is a drum in the back, and we're giving it a drum roll, and here's the positive quote of the week. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Great quote by one of our fallen leaders and heroes, MLK, Martin Luther King. So with that said, we'll sign off right here. Tom, thanks again, brother. We appreciate you being on the show. We look forward to having you back down the road. Thanks a million. Oh, it's our pleasure. God bless you. Take care. Be safe. We out. Peace.